If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. All right. Hi. How you getting on? You well? Yeah. How's things? You good? Ah, uh, oh, I tell you, I can't tell you how fucking, fucking delighted I am just to be back doing the podcast, chatting to you, my weekly therapy session, right? I'm just picturing all of you's, I'm lying back on a chaise lounge, and you are all hunched together in a leather chair listening to every single fucking word I say. It is an absolute joy, so thank you very much for your time. Um, I'm delighted to be back. I'm recording this podcast live from another APCOA car park. It is my dream before I turn 40 to record a podcast in every APCOA car park until I reclaim every cent that they stole from me in the most ironic of punishments by keeping my car in the car park, by clamping it, uh, because I, whatever. I actually had paid both times, but it just wasn't the appropriate. Look, it doesn't matter. I've talked about APCOA enough just to disparage them. They're not a brand I like. But look, um, so I'm here in my car because my shed is still a kip. I'm going to look, I'm going to clean it all out. Next video you see, it's going to be a gorgeous, pristine. I'm going to get the uh, big man cave vibes back in the shed. Don't you worry. Um, even Terry's been like, Can you, would you mind actually fucking going back there? Like you're spreading yourself out here. I'm like, all right, fine. I will. I will. So I'll be back in the shed soon. But I, t- I say that, right? But this fucking car is no better. This car is an absolute kip. There are jars in here that actually would be an amazing car theft deterrent, you know, because they will explode if opened. They have been fermented for so long. I don't know what the fuck is in them. There are so many. And Terry is, Terry's fucking terrified of BPA, of microplastics and all that. So she insists on having glass Tupperware. So we make a picnic and we go out. We got this little bike, right? A mamachari, it's called, right? Japanese, right? Maybe you heard of it. And it's got two seats on it, one at the front for the baby and one at the back for the toddler, right? So, and it's um, it's electric, it's pedal-assisted, right? So Terry will go off on that and I'll go off on my bike. But then I end up having a fucking backpack with all the picnic gear. And because she refuses to allow plastic Tupperware in this house, it's all glass. So I'm, I'm <laughs> fucking... I, I, it's more than 60 fucking... You, this would be a two-week fucking trip uh, to Japan. With the with the with the weight allowance that I have on my fucking back clinking away, people are looking at me. You know, it's you know, it's like I fucking robbed uh, a glassware store. I don't know, I don't know, but I'm clinking away like a madman. It's like I've robbed Lots and Co. or something, or some bougie place. You might buy something that has glass in it. Whatever. Look, I got loads of shit in my back, and I'm pedaling around. It's absolutely leg breaking work. You know, to have a, a lovely little free and she's just pedaling away. Just the helmets on the kids. You know what I mean? And that's it. And I'm like, <laughs> not pedal assisted with 60 fucking kilos of glass in my back. You know, Terry said to me today, she said, you know, I think my only flaw is that I'm not very good at keeping the car clean. I was like, that's your only flaw. You have a very fucking high opinion of yourself. You know? Because I thought, obviously that's the way I see her. You know? I think she's kind of flawless. But she has, you know, it is keeping this car clean is an absolute nightmare. So do I milk it a lot? And do I complain to her a lot about it? You betcha. For every 10 things she has on me, I say the car things 10 times to her, you know, but keeping the car clean is a fucking kip. And anyway, because of the fucking Tupperware as well, there's just glass uh, jars everywhere full of shit. I feel like a Howard Hughes pissing in jars, you know. I had to get a click and collect from Super Value and I'm like, don't look in there. It's going to look like I fucking live in there. 
you know, because there's a du. This is why it looks like a live here. There's a duvet in the passenger seat that I have to give back, and a potty that I have to give back, and I'll just do it at some point. But I'm like, no, get in the car. Terry's like, no, get it out of the house, get it into the car, just so we remember. And we ended up driving around, like we're camping everywhere, you know, like we're homeless. Like I didn't want. I actually was like, oh my god, he's this this click and collect man from Super Value is gonna think that I shit and sleep in my car, possibly at the same time in the passenger seat. So um, so this car is not any cleaner, and I'm gonna have to clean it out because I've got my NCT tomorrow. And I fucking, you know my issues with the NCT. I talked about it on a recent podcast uh, on the Patreon as well. I talked about how I got an appointment, right? How I got an appointment within one week just by sending one email. I'm not going to tell you here because it might, it wouldn't be illegal, but it would certainly be a lie. So I'm not going to specify that. If you want to hear her, if you want to hear an amazing technique on how to get an immediate skipping the wait list NCT appointment. And I'm not talking, I didn't say like I had cancer like DJ Carey or anything like that. Jesus Christ. DJ. DJ bro. We'll talk about that later on. I'll tell you more about what's been going on with me. Um, so I have to clean out this fucking car before I get my NCT tomorrow. And I know it's going to fail because this is an absolute fucking bucket of bolts. This key asshole, you know, the the gear stick constantly is locking, you know, and not on a fun kind of hip hop kind of way where it pops and locks. I mean, like it uh, it, it it gets stuck somewhere between drive and reverse and it just goes. Ding, 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 ding. And I literally with all of my strength have to pull it back into first gear constantly. So um, so we'll see what they say. Um, the last time your man was like, okay, so you failed. And then he put a big sticker on my window that just said, uh, don't drive this car. This car needs to be towed. You know, which of course I respected. I was totally respected that lovely sticker that he said. Very passive aggressive though, because he didn't actually say that to my face. You know, he just said, look, you failed and there's a few issues. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to put this sticker up on your, on your windscreen. Don't drive this car, get it towed you know okay all right we'll do you know so um i have that i have that coming up speaking of i wouldn't i wouldn't say scams right look i got a new iphone all right got a new iphone 15 pro all right and you know i've had issues with upgrading my phone so much so i even think that that three have put in specifically uh when you call three for upgrades you can no longer speak to anyone on the phone I reckon that's my fault, and I'm sorry about that. They say you need to go onto the website because I have, look. I don't give people an earful. I'm very polite, um, but I'm not easy to deal with. I'm not easy to deal with. This is one of my strengths: is that um, you know I become very fucking brave on the phone. You know, um, so I, I I have issues with this whole upgrade system. Back in the day, I think I told you about it. Back in the day, my mom would get a call off some fella out of the blue being like, how are you doing? This is Jonesy from Vodafone. We understand you're doing an upgrade. Look, we're willing to give you the brand new phone plus fucking 300 quid plus a little hand shandy uh, if you stay, you know, like, and she'd be like, okay. And she'd get a brand new phone. She'd give one of us, usually Andy, the I've always Andy, her new, uh, her old Samsung that was like one generation off until he'd smash it and then have to buy some shitty fucking Alcatel in Tesco. I'm fucking looking at you, Andy. The amount of fucking phones I could have had. Anyway, so um, that's the way it used to be. Now, if you want a phone upgrade, you have to pay more? What? What? Is my loyalty, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir, getting paid three quid an hour. Is my loyalty to this brand I mean nothing to you? You know? And, you know, you top the numbers. You know, you're spending over a grand. You could, we could be paying 60 quid a month, you know, for a phone. Uh, and, you know, across the year, it's over a grand. 
you know, 1,200 or whatever it might be, 1,400 probably, you know? And if you're with the same thing for like five years, does that not mean something? Like, I know I'm getting something, you know? But does that not mean something? So I devised a, a plan this time, all right? Decided to do all my research. Try, uh, I wanted to go in there like, you know, Matthew McConaughey in A Time to Kill, right? State my claim, having done all the research, right? That is not the best example at all about what I'm trying to talk about. But you know the way lawyers go in, they're well-prepared. They're not going to be caught off guard. They ask questions because they know the answers, right? So I went into Vodafone, who I'm not with, right? And I said, hi, how you doing? If I was to become a new customer to you, what is the best deal that you could offer for the iPhone 15 Pro, right? Uh, if I was a new customer. And this guy said, on the, on the website, on the three website, right? It's like over 500 quid, maybe 550 quid. This is a phone, if you buy it brand new, is like, you know, 1,200 quid or something. So I said, um, look, if I'm looking to become a customer, right? And have, you know, and I need it for work, you know, I need data and I need all that stuff. I'm a content creator, guys, right? So I can expense this, which is great. So I, uh, he says, all right, if you're a new customer and you keep your old number, it'd be like 470, right? Plus the whatever, the, the, the monthly thing that I, that I already pay anyway. And I'm like, okay, good to know, good to know, right? So I call three. And of course, there is no upgrades department because I've, I may have burned every, everyone's bridges with that department by burning the air off them in the past, right? So again, I'm very sorry about that. But the, the best thing about these automated, automated phones is people think, oh, well, I suppose press one for sales. Oh, I don't know if it is sales. Press two uh, for upgrades. Oh, they're going to send me onto the website. Press three for repairs. You know, they might have specific departments. They might have a preference of the thing that they want to talk about. But I also have a preference of what I want to talk about. So I'm like, yeah, press three for repairs. Three. Hi, you're through to repairs. Hi, what's the crack? I want to get an upgrade. Ah, oh. <laughs> right. You know, wouldn't be my department. Well, look, while I have you on the phone. Could you put me through to the right department, the customer care team? This is the situation, I says. I'm going to make things real easy, right? Basically, I went into Vodafone, and they offered me a new iPhone 15 Pro, right? Uh, for And this is where I, big Pinocchio knows on me. Oop, for 350 quid. <laughs> right? That's 130 quid less than they said, right? For 350 quid. So if you can do cheaper than that, right, I'll, uh, I'll stay with you. And if not, I'll go with Vodafone. And I was actually happy enough to potentially go with another provider, with Vodafone, you know, because to get a phone for, I think on the website, the three websites, like 500, so it's over 100 quid more. And they said, oh, I don't know, how about 400 and we'll throw in headphones. I was like, I don't really want the headphones. Look, it's fine. If you don't, if you can't do it for the same price, I will, I will just go with Vodafone, but thank you, you know. And they're like, no, hang on, look, what about, you know, what about 370 with like uh, a plug? I'm like, I don't really want a plug, you know. Turns out I did actually fucking want the plug because it's USB to C, USB-C, USB-C. If you know, you know, right? So then, um, long story short, 349. 349. Nice. So I got it for essentially 200 quid cheaper than it would be for me to upgrade just because I said, look, I'm going to leave if you don't, and that's fine. We're all, we're all mates here. We're all mates. Look, we're all cool. Thank you for your service, you know? But I had, I had the collateral, which was my custom for another 24 months. You know what I mean? So, um, so look, I went with that. Probably a bad deal, I have to say, right? Because they're going to make money off me every month that I'm paying the, you know, the data and the voice and minutes, texts, <laughs> unlimited texts. <laughs> well, this 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 contract has unlimited texts. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I mean, I talked about it before. This has unlimited VHS cassettes. You know, um, obsolete, mate. 
I mean, the fact that I'm actually even paying it, all we want is data. I'd say in, in two years' time, it's all going to be data. I don't I don't even think there's going to be cellular anything, you know, in, in two years' time. You know, it's all data. But anyway, got it for got it for a serious fucking wedge cheaper. Now, I don't actually, still can't really afford it. But hey, look, got it for 200 quid cheaper. So I only tell you that, right, so that you know that if you're negotiating a contract and, and if you're specifically looking at that phone, you can say, well, look, Tony Cantwell got that for 349. He even mentioned it on his podcast that he got that for 349. So can you match that deal? If not, I'm just going to go with someone else, you know? So just there you go. That's just I'm, – I'm trying to just shine a light on these massive corporations essentially pulling prices out of their fucking hoop. <laughs> I say fucking and don't bleep that, but I bleep hoop with a, a simple pop. And then I was fucking obsessed. The iPhone 15 Pro was coming. The iPhone 15, fuck. I went from a 12 to a 15 Pro. That's a big jump, right? It's coming. The dynamic island, what does it do? What kind of things can I make the action button on the side of the phone do? What kind of accessories can I plug in the USB-C? I was obsessed. And then it finally came. And, you know, I got my kids clawing at my legs for the attention of their father. And I'm like, no, I got an iPhone in this box. Ding, 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 ding. Daddy's not here. Daddy's not here. Daddy's gone. Daddy went away, okay? The third child has arrived. My favorite child is here, kids. I can't talk to you right now. Set it all up. And I was bored in five fucking... And then I was like, oh, unreal. Got everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm just like swiping back and forth. Just looking at my my my, my home menu. And my mistake was... This was my mistake. And this would be... I like to have a bit of a kind of a clear out of all the apps, all the old shit. And I went in to restore my phone. But then I restored it and all the fucking junk from my old phone popped up. Even the same fucking stupid picture of my wife, with the greatest respect to her, popped up again. I didn't get any new cool Apple background to showcase this new OLED display. I didn't get any new fonts that are only specific to iOS 17. There was nothing new looked about it on the phone. So... Then I had reset it again. I was like, no, I'm not. Because I like to clear it out sometimes. I like to cancel all my bank cards pretty much like every two months, just in case there's any kind of payments coming out with them, you know. And then the ones that are very important will fucking be certain to get onto me, as they always do, and then I'll just sign them up again, you know. I like to do that. And also, when I get a new iPhone or a new phone, just clear it all out, start fresh, you know. So seeing all that fucking clutter again really got me down, you know. But um, it's faster. But was it worth, you know, my eyes dilating like a shark in a primal frenzy of aggression to get? No. No. It's the same. It's the same shit. But I was due an upgrade. And, you know, the thing about phones is now I'm pretty sure that now I could probably use my phone for a lot more things that I wasn't using previous. You know, my laptop can't even edit, you know, a HD video for a very long period of time. I think I can edit a podcast on this thing. Because it's got an eight, A17 Pro chip inside. Whatever. You don't need to know about my fucking phone. You don't need to know about my phone. You know? But the kids the kids have been great, right? They had to obviously deal with me trying to look away a lot. Because I want to look at my new phone. Um, and Sonny has been acting out a little bit. He's very bright. And he's very eloquent. And he understands that our whole rule is that you're not really going to get a rise out of us. So he's fucking, he is trying big time. He's a three-year-old boy. He's a three-year-old boy, right? So I have to respect that, you know? 
He's just trying to figure shit out. He's just trying to figure shit out. But oh my God. Oh my God. Has he been trying to wind? You know, I think I told you before, like he, uh, he did this. He, he was being a bit rough with his baby sister, right? And he sat on her back, tried to ride her like a horse. And then she fell and she started crying. And I was like, and then I, he, I, this was the time where I actually did get a bit of a rise. I was like, hey, Sonny, you can't do that. Hang on. Whoa, whoa. You know, forehand, you know, we're supposed to just be like, hey, look, I'm not supposed to do that, bud. You know, you know, you're, you're, you know, she's a bit smaller than you. You just have to be a bit more careful, you know, not really rise or be like, or sit him down and be like, look, you can't do that. She is smaller than you. I'm not very happy about how you did that. Something like that. But I was like, what are you doing? Right. So then as I'm big, as I'm picking her up, he tries to hoof her in the head. And then I was, what are you doing? And Terry just, I could feel Terry's, the, the sixth sense that I have, that I know when my wife is looking at me. And I could feel her staring at my back. And I was like, chilled out. Look, we can't do that, pal. Can't do that, buddy. Can't be, I know it's hard, buddy, when you want to hoof your fucking baby sister in the fucking face, man. I know how hard that is, bro. <laughs> we all want to fucking kick babies sometime, boy. You can't do it, man. But now he started using logic, our own logic against us, right? And so, so what he's been doing, right? He um, <laughs> he's he's holding in his pee quite a lot, right? And he hasn't had an accident in a while, but he's been holding in his pee for a while. He's dancing around like a fucking sugar plum fairy, right? Doing that, and I get it. I used to hold in my pee all the time. I'd be there fucking bursting, like this is just the epitome of laziness. I'd be there lying there in agony, and I would not get up and do a pee, right? So I understand it. I got you, bro. I understand, okay? I understand that we're all outside. We're all having a good time here. You don't want to pee, right? But I was like, look, I think you need to go pee. And what we say to him is, that, see, I think your body is telling you now. This is what Terry, Terry's coined this one. Your body's telling you now, son, that you have to go do a wee-wee, you know? But he's like, no! No! You know? And then, like, in five seconds, he'll be like, ah! ah and run over and do a pee, you know? Be screaming with like, what's what's happened? It's coming out of me now, you know. So we'd say, look, your body's telling you you have to do a pee, okay? So out out of nowhere, unprompted, he goes, hey, daddy, my body's telling me that we need to watch the Octonauts movie. What do you think? <laughs> and I'm like, that's that is a genius leap of logic. My body's telling me we need to watch the fucking telly, bro. So I know we've been listening to that body before with the pee thing. I think we've got to listen to it now, you know. Thought I was a fuck, and I laugh, you know. And then he gets annoyed because he knows that it's, you know, it's not going to happen because I'm laughing my ass off, and he doesn't know why that's funny. Then another thing he did was, we have his Alexa smart smart, uh, smart speaker, right? I'm sorry if I set yours off just now, um, but he says, um, and he and he just be winding me up. He listens to this Ninjago theme song, which at first I loved because it was really powerful, uh, kind of power pop, pop punk kind of song very strong serious banger right at first but then when he gets up at like half seven he says Alexa played the Ninjago theme song and then I'll start blaring and then he'll be like Alexa full volume and I'm like stop it mad asleep upstairs with the baby I'm like stop it turn it down turn it down and then we're bumping heads about the speaker right and then if I start playing this this is what I've started doing whenever I'm really stressed I keep saying, like, and Terry laughed her ass off when she heard me. It's like, you're always asking for this song. I, I know you're stressed because you're asking for this song. I was like, Alexa, play, uh, play By Your Side by Sade. I'm always playing Sade or Gabrielle. You know, either Out of Reach or Dreams by Gabrielle or Sade. You know, Your Love is King. 
smooth operator or um, by your side, right? These are my go-to songs when I'm at, when I'm about to burst with the stress, right? And they really do chill me out. I don't know if there's any other songs other than Shad, any other artists other than Shade and Gabrielle right now um, that chill me out as much. So then he might play a song, and then I'll be like, "All right, enough of that." Alexa, play uh, Shade by your side, and then it'll be like, start playing, you know. I think I need you stop, baby. You know me better than that. And he pulls out the plug. Pulls out the plug of Alexa. And that was winding me up. But anyway, he underst- uh, he understands. He's got full understanding of Alexa, right? So I said, uh, okay, he was this morning. Wouldn't go to the toilet again. Dancing around like a raver, you know? Like that like that that like that raver who just found out that Osama bin Laden had been killed, you know? Um and he's dancing around the house, and then um, and I said, oh, look, I think you need to go to the pee. Here, this is what we do. And I said, Alexa, set a two-minute timer. And I'm like, okay, let's see if you can pee and wash your hands and wipe yourself off and do all that stuff before this timer gets, um, uh, um, before this timer goes off. And then he goes, Alexa, set a timer for 25 seconds. I'm like, oh, where's he going with this? And he goes, okay, so, Daddy, when that timer goes off, never talk to me again. <laughs> And I fucking burst out laughing. Three. When that timer goes off, never fucking dog me again. All right. He's using genius logic. Our own logic against us. Speaking of ravers, DJ Carey, what are you at, man? Got to fucking plug up your nose, bro. So DJ Carey is, you know, uh, maybe the, the greatest, um, from my limited understanding of hurling, the goat of hurling, DJ Carey. Uh, has been scamming people for the last eight years saying he had cancer. Um, and he's been essentially living off that for eight years. Uh, doesn't have cancer. And he's now finally been brought to court over it. And then this viral picture gets shared of him with a shaved head and sunken eyes with an iPhone charger up his nose. <laughs> Which now people are realizing there's an iPhone charger, you know? Because you would never think, geez, that looks like an iPhone charger. But fuck, Jesus, the guy's got cancer. I'm like, I would never think that, you know? I would never say that out loud. But Jesus, that looks a lot like a lightning cable. Um, can't say that. I know we all know it looks like a fucking iPhone up his nose, but you can't say that, man. You know? But I wonder why... I wonder why that... Why he chose that. You know, could have been a pundit. Could have coached the team. Could have taught Hurling. You know? Um, Maybe he was. Maybe he was coaching a team sitting there in a wheelchair with an IV bag and a pair of AirPods up his nose. You know? could He could have been. I don't know. I don't really know about Hurling. But I know about attention-seeking, Right? And I don't want to say I understand or empathize, but you would only go down this route, and that's what makes it so sad and very pathetic, right? Is that you would only go down this route of making up a fake, a, a fake illness and looking to be paid for it if you feel that you're entitled to it and that if you still want to get paid for people loving you, you know? You just exclusively want to be paid for people loving you and caring about you, you know, and of course it's despicable because everyone knows someone who's had cancer, and you know, everyone who gave likely had a personal story as to why they would give. In the same way that people run, um, run a marathon, you know, um, for someone that they know, or you know, either someone very close to them or someone you know not too not too far related from them, you know. But when you get down to the, how do I get money for nothing while everyone loving me, and <laughs> and the opportunities are so slim. I think that is just the one. I think that is just the one, you know? So very sad. Another showbiz story. Britney Spears dancing around with a couple of fucking knives. Nice. 
fucking nice. She's like, hey, you want to manage me for the benefit of my mental health? Well, check this shit out, you know? Dancing around with a pair of fucking knives. It reminds me of how, I don't know how often this has happened in your friend group, but there's always been a situation, there's two things that I know where, where, where lads will not even tolerate the irony of the joke, you know? Because we're all very ironic, and we say things, and we do things, and we're maybe just doing impressions of someone else, and we don't mean it, and I know so that can make ways for some lazy kind of, you know, comments and that kind of thing. But aside from that, at any given party, you can kind of joke about that, and you can be fooling around, you can be, you know, pretend to do whatever, but anyone who's ever gotten in a car, even sat in a driver's seat while drunk, People have f- dropped whatever fucking buzz they were on and screamed at them immediately. Get the fuck out of the car. Don't even put your fucking hand on the handbrake, you know? And that's amazing that we have that level of safety. There's not even joke. Don't even pretend. Even if you're, we're out on a field, you know? There's some situations people have been out in a field and someone got in the car and they were going to drive just around the field and they're like, no, fucking no, stop, get out. I'm actually willing to be that kind of man that you see in the ads calling your mates out, you know? Don't fucking do that shit. Don't be getting in the car drunk, right? And the other one is when you're at a house party and someone pretends to kind of like, you know, pick up a butcher knife and kind of swing it around, you know? It happens all the time. Like, I've got mates who would pull a knife out and kind of like wave it around like, ha, 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 you know? And then everyone give out to them about it. And then they get so shy about it, they double down, maybe grab a second knife. And that's what that's what the Britney Spears dancing around with knives thing um, reminded me of. have to say, she's very fucking good with the knives. I thought it was great. If I'm ever putting a team together and I already have a demolitions expert, and, um, you know, an assault weapons expert. <laughs> I'm fucking calling Brittany. I thought it was an incredible dance. Um, and, you know, she's allowed to do that. That's in her own home with two knives. You know, no one else around. It isn't like a mate pulling a knife on another mate. As in a jokey way, you know. Uh, I, had a, I had a gaff party when you're 17. You know. But that was great. Do you know, I had a great weekend. Um, I w- after being at a stag and then doing the friend shows, Terry was looking after the kids quite a lot, so... You know, gave Terry the chance this weekend to to get out and have a bit of a late night, and um, and I like look, I enjoy it, right? I get unlimited access to whatever the fuck I want on the TV, you know. And I even said to Terry, I was like, look, if you're going out, great, but don't, I don't want to get any calls off you at half nine saying you're coming home, and then all of a sudden we have to watch something that we both like. I want to watch something only I like, right? And so I watched. No one will save you. Oh my fucking god, what a flick! Alien, alien, uh, alien invasion flick, but like the scary aliens, and they do amazing things with these aliens, with just the anatomy of those, you know, the gray, gray aliens. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's some amazing things in the movement of these aliens, and it's such a thing that they could easily get wrong. Basically, it's just woman. She lives alone. She hears a noise. There's aliens, right? That's all you need to know. It's like the last act of signs for like an hour and a half. It was, it's fucking, it's like a chase movie, you know, that takes place. Um, and it's absolutely unreal. I just, I didn't think there was anything left to be done. And it made me realize what a horror trope alien invasions are, you know, of you hear the, you hear noise, you see the light, you know, all this of the X-Files kind of taught you about horror with aliens. You know, it's such a specific and haunting and and an emotionless uh you know kind of threat and i love it and they do stuff with the kind of as i said the kind of um the makeup of these aliens and it could easily be goofy it could easily be goofy but it's not it's scary and um and it's got a whopper ending as well it's got a whopper ending highly recommend that that's on disney plus and um and 
I, I I'm very much looking forward to whatever the the filmmaker makes makes next. Also watched Drop Dead Fred over a weekend. Classic Rick Mail. Look, doesn't hold up. Not a good film. But when you're six years old, you probably shouldn't have been watching it as well. But I was obsessed with this film. I knew it down to the score, to the beat, and it was so enjoyable to watch it again. We lost a great one in Rick Mail. Um, I'm real back on a Rick Mail buzz. I was listening to Aid Edmondson, his partner, who was Eddie and Bottom, talk about um, Rick on uh, Desert Island Discs and getting emotional. He's a very emotional guy, Adrian Edmondson. He also told this story about how he was sent off to boarding school. This is Vivian from The Young Ones as well, Aid Edmondson. And this is an image that... that that I was just this is crazy. He was sent to uh, he his dad was a teacher um for um the British army so he would have to just go to various places wherever they were stationed, you know. And so he was with you in Uganda. And his dad one day, well actually two things happened to him. One when he was 7 he went to kiss his dad on his 7th birthday and his dad said, "Oh, I think we should I think we're done with this whole kissing malark," you know, and shook his hand. And that kind of broke his little soul. His little his little boy and then he continued to see him like kissing his sister and stuff, and he didn't fully understand why that was okay and why. And he felt like his dad didn't love him. And then when he was twelve, he got sent from Uganda back to some boarding school. And he had stayed there for six years, and he said it was an awful boarding school. And he's like, the only characteristic I can give it is that it was just one hundred percent completely devoid of love, and it just breaks your heart listening to him. But he, one of his songs for Desert Island Discs was that song Sugar, you know. Sugar, do, 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 oh, honey, honey. And he tells this story about how him and his friend um, set up a society, the Disco Society. And they only had one record, and that was it. And it was an all-boys uh, uh, boarding school. And he said that him and his friend once a week would just go into the, the hall under the pretense of this society, play Sugar, and just dance very close to each other. And and he was like, this, the whole idea was, it was and he was like, and it was weird, it was weirdly like intimate. We would dance gyrating on each other. And it was just in the absence, he's like, and we would get excited about the idea of how amazing will this be when we actually get to dance with a girl. And it's just so sad, such an insane, and, but like, but he, but he looks on it with just such, this was the one spark of joy that he had in this boarding school was dancing intimately with his friend in a platonic way and a kind of in that kind of mutually platonic sexually awakening kind of way in the same way all the lads used to go wank in the fucking field in Angela's ashes sorry I uh, got cut off there talking about wanking in the bushes my batteries in the zoom went and I've turned it on but it's going to cut off now in a second but look thank you very much for listening to this pod I don't know why I'm ending here wanking in the bushes, but here we are. Uh, next week, I'll be back in the shed. Don't you worry. I'm going to clean that shit out. It's going to be looking pristine. I'll be back putting the clips out. And thank you very much um, for listening to this pod. If you'd like to come see me, do some live comedy. Here's a couple of dates for you. One, the 29th of October, myself and Shane Daniel Byrne and all the GUTF crew, the morning show crew, are going to be as part of the Puka Festival in Trim on the 29th of October. That's a Saturday. We're also going to be in the Civic in Tala on a Saturday uh, on the 18th of November. That's going to be a lot of fun. On the 30th of November, myself and Alison Spittle are doing our own toy show because the toy show, RTE, rejected our idea. They approved it and then took it away very quickly that we could do a live commentary in the London Irish Centre in London um, on the 30th of November. So they said no to our commentary of the Late Late Toy Show, so now we're doing our own Late Late Show, uh, toy show, variety show. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Myself and Alison on the 30th of November. Um, tickets for that on the London Irish uh, Centre website. Also, on the 6th of December, uh, tickets 
uh, will be on sale hopefully in the next week or two. Uh, I'll be doing a live uh, Tony Cantwell Shit Show podcast in the Workman's for Christmas on December the 6th. So that's a Wednesday. And I'll also hopefully be doing the end of October, beginning of November, uh, live podcast uh, around Halloween and Samhain. So if you want to come get a little spooktastic time, you can find it there. Thank you very much for listening to this pod. Uh, all the best. Goodbye. You think I'd leave your side, baby? You know me better than that.
If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. 